Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. To find a location near you. This is Derek Engler. You're listening to a Good Karma Brands radio station, 100.5 ESPN WTLX, Monona, Madison. Sports Center updates on 100.5 ESPN are brought to you by Metro Kia of Madison. Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealer. Stop into Metro Kia on the east side of Madison or visit MetroKiaOfMadison.com. Everybody, huddle up! This is the Great Dane Huddle, driven by Metro Kia on 100.5 ESPN. The Wisconsin Badgers have defeated the UCLA Bruins by a score of 21 to 16. With Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Alex Strofe. It is the Great Dane Huddle, driven by Metro Kia. We're live from the Great Dane in Pittsburgh. I'm not alongside one Rose Bowl champion. I'm not alongside two Rose Bowl champions. Alongside three Rose Bowl champions tonight, as always, I'm Alex Strope, joined by Badger legends. Derek Angler, Tarek Sala, and the Badger legend joins us tonight live from the Great Dane in Fitchburg. Coach Barry Alvarez with us for the next hour as we roll on here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand following a 66-7 Wisconsin win on Saturday over New Mexico's Randall Stadium on Barry Alvarez Field. Fellas, good to see you. Happy Monday. And, Coach, good to have you with us. Thanks hey, great so much to for be here. Us. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, Tarek, thanks, Derek, 66-7. special. It you is know special. What? Uh, special to have Coach on. I don't know about 66-7. That was great. But, uh, <laughs> but and, the, and it's a, good to be back on track. Beautiful day today. You know, Packers, Badgers, victory. I mean, this I love this late summer weather. Uh, to have Coach here, obviously, is special. Uh, especially, you know, going into the horseshoe, you know, because we have fond memories uh, with with the the man at the end of this table, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about a few of those stories. I'm sure we will. Uh, but 66-7, that's a that's a big, big, big blowout. I, I don't remember one of. Uh, there's been a few, I guess, where they put up 70. Obviously, the Melvin Gordon Monte Ball days, but. 66-7, Barry. That is uh, that is quite the tune-up game before heading to the horseshoe. Yeah, you'd like to have that. I, that's why I came today, uh, because of that game. It's easier to talk about this <laughs> game than maybe the week before. No question. But, uh, yeah, our, our guys, these, these games are important. You know, first of all, uh, you have to execute well. You can't beat yourself. You can't keep shooting yourself in the foot. And you have an opportunity to play a lot of players. And so... You know, you, you have to have some games like this. If you take a look around the league, around the country, you see games like this because uh, coaches want to try some things. You want to expose players. You want to get some experience before you get into the, the real bullets. When the real bullets are flying and you start with in league play. I mean, Coach, you got to see, like you said, a lot of different players. A lot of different players get action, too. Yeah, I mean, the right. way they yes. – the three horsemen in the back, I mean, they were – pretty much shared touches almost i mean it was like a pitch count and they all you know i think they all scored three two one touchdown something like that yeah. I, I like our backs yeah i mean i, I like the, you know it, there's not much of a drop off it, all of them have uh their 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 strengths but uh each of them brings something to the table you're right Derek. they're uh i, I like the three-headed monster we have you know the offensive line took it on the chin 
you know, and I, I would not have wanted Ben in that practice week, you know, obviously leading up to this game, but necessary with Coach Bostad, and we know how he probably, uh, I mean, he didn't even address the media, if I'm not uh, mistaken on on that. So we knew what kind of attitude he was going to have in practice week, and, and the old lineman probably had to pay for it. But they came out and did what they had to do. Also, we saw some substitutions early, you know, uh, with Wedge and, and Border Leading coming in on, on the right side. Which I think is good. I think it's positive. You got, you know, you got to get guys ready because what we're about to enter into, um, you know, nothing like what happened at Washington State and what Coach was talking about with the mistakes can happen there. Yeah. And likewise, defensively, they leaked a lot against Washington State, and then they yeah. buttoned up some things. Get the secondary back on track. I think they caused some turnovers up front. Pass rush was 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 going along well. So you know, Coach, you know, Washington State what he was about eighty. 80 mile an hour fastball. Mexico State is like 70, and now we're going to about to tune it I'd up here. About 40. Yeah, I was 40. just looking at that. That was a softball. Softball was a softball. Slow High pitch barley. Yeah. <laughs> As compared to what they're, and what they're going to see next week. Yeah, I, you know, uh, Washington State was impressive, and I and I didn't know much about him. I, I happened to run into Matt LePay, uh midweek, and and you know, of course, Matt's prepping for the game, and I said. Uh, give me a little rundown on, on Washington State, and he said, "I tell you, their D line is really fast, and they're they're veterans, and they're going to give us problems." Matt saw that. Matt saw that going into the game, and it was obvious right away. These guys were the real deal. We may not see another one uh, this week. We'll see a good one, I'm sure. Maybe not as good, but I'm telling you, that Washington State defensive front may be as good as we'll see all year or most of the year. Really. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know. Uh, Coach, I, I had a little bit of a background info on that because uh, R.J. Stone, defensive end, his father I played with, he was my right guard out, out in New York, the Giants. and So we had talked a few times prior to that, and he said, you know, we got some guys that can that yeah. can hunt up front, and, you know, we're pretty good. He, he, you know, they had some weak spots too, but, um, you know, they came ready to play. Obviously, they deserve that win, and you can't win. We talked about it prior, you know, to going on air giving up 100, what, 10, 20 yards with those penalties because yeah. a lot of those penalties were, you know, 25, 26, 16, whatever, 12. You know, it, 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 you just can't change field position like that. Yeah, you're, you're right. Exactly right, Derek. And they were a good front, but they they gave us some issues. We did enough to win the game. We beat ourselves. That wasn't about Washington State's front beating us. It's mistakes that take first downs away. It's mistakes that put you in a long down distance situation. Uh, th- those are things that, that kill you. And so um, you eliminate those. Then you have a chance against good teams. How do you go about cleaning those up as a head coach, right? These guys have been in the locker room with you. I obviously have not. So I'm curious, when you have a game with, with that's so rough on the penalty side of things and, and those crucial mental mistakes, how do you address cleaning those up in the, and practice that following you know, week? What, what you do, you, that's what you do. You do it in practice. It's not in the locker room. It's not a pregame speech. Right. It's how you practice and what you demand of your players in practice and what you emphasize. I had a thing called seven areas that I went through uh, before you know after every game these are the seven things if we win the majority of these areas we win the game one of them was was foolish penalties and one was mental errors and 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 right down the line and foolish penalties kill you foolish penalty or uh, mental mistakes kill you uh they 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 cause 
minus yardage plays, which is another area. And another facet, Coach, you, and you did a great job with us, uh, was special teams. And, and really, it's, it's that, that, that third key part. I mean, you have offense, defense, special. We won't go to Tarek's, uh, you know, uh, FBI analogy, uh, special <laughs> agent service. analogy. Yeah. But I will, I will tell you that, <laughs> Coach. We don't they, have enough time for that, do we? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts about, you know, we were dead last in a lot of categories last year in special teams. Um, not, not last year. The last five or six years. Amen. Okay, fair enough. And, you know, we saw what we, how we did uh, Washington State. I mean, this be clean. I mean, we had, hell, we had a backup. We had two backup kickers play against yeah. New Mexico State. Luckily, they did pretty good. But, uh, you know, as far as the, the unit as a whole, you know, how you addressed it and, and how you would go about it, because it, it is a serious concern right now here with our program. Well, it's an emphasis, and it's how much time you commit to it. Although, I, I will tell you, Paul commits a lot of time to it, but just committing time to it, uh, you also have to put an emphasis on it with the coaches coaching it. And, uh, you know, and, and you coach that just like you coach a position. And you hold guys accountable. And you put guys – it's a way for young players to earn their way on the field, but it may be a way to take yourself off the field too. And, and you have to make sure everyone understands this is an important – Part, the phase of the game that we're going to take seriously and we're going to hold you accountable for it and you know how much time we spent on it oh. and even with film and film uh, film study and breakdown and and showing mistakes and so on and so forth but um well Tarek, you, you could probably remember you know film review we always oh. started with special teams and that's in front of the whole team in front now. of everyone in front of that's everyone that's the number one thing you need to do and then all this is laser accountability games, which are the, the pointers and it, everyone's getting called out. Oh, There's a total accountability brutal, feedback, brutal. whether it be extra point <laughs> or kickoff. I mean, and it's also when you do a yep. good job too. Oh, everyone might, needs to be stroked, you know. Yeah. When you do a good job, you get stroked. Yeah. So, so you're either shining your star or you're putting your head between your legs. You know, one it, of the two. And usually, someone gets like a baseball bat for a big hit or you yep. get for a big play. Everybody, the people that perform get called out and get. Yeah, but that's accountability. And that, that's really truly because, you know, if you're a player and you're a competitor, you do not want to let the guy sitting next to you down. And when that's in front of everybody, you know, that, 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 all that yeah. is going to do is motivate your ass. Yeah, and you, you have young guys out there going out and making plays. The older guys see it. Yeah. It motivates them. Amen. That's it's a way to kids. be accepted. Yeah. As a young player coming up through the program, they go out and practice. It's a way to be accepted. And they go out and practice. A lot of walk ons. A lot of walk ons have made that's huge, how, that's huge how you make, plays. That's how you get huge impacts. That's how you earn a scholarship in many cases. Those, and, 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 and because of the leadership this program's always had, instilled through the coaching, you know, those vets come, they saw that play in film. They, they come up to those young guys, pat them on the back, say, hey, keep that shit. Keep that stuff up. I'm glad we didn't have the dump button. <laughs> that was good. 11 Ed. minutes in. Like, you're still good. That's, hey, that's like the new record. Good reflexes. Hey, as far as I know, you know, uh, sh the FCC doesn't. They're not coming after me for that. Hey, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> it's the great Dane Huddle driven by Metro Kia. Alex Strope alongside Derek Angle. Tarek Sala.
Coach Barry Alvarez with us. We're, of course, brought to you in part by Metro Key of Madison. Football season is back, and to celebrate, Metro Key of Madison is giving you a 4K smart TV with the purchase of a new vehicle. Get a 2023 Kia Soul with 3.49% APR financing for 48 months, $2,235 per $1,000 borrowed to qualified credit at Metro Key of Madison. You can also browse current inventory on their website, Metro Kia of Madison. Dot com. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break off that. Well done, Angler. As uh, I've got Fantastic. two things I want to bring up. Jim Leonard said something really interesting to the team today that I want to get Barry's thoughts on, as well as each of your first memories playing at the shoe as Wisconsin heads to take on Ohio State this weekend as Tarek Sala shakes his head <laughs> before we go to break. We'll get those stories next. It's the Great Dane Huddle driven by Metro Kia live from the Great Dane in Fitchburg. Dane Huddle, driven by Metro Kia. Rolling on here on your Monday night. Alex Strofe, alongside Badger Legends, Tark Sala, Derek Angler, and the Badger Legend, Barry Alvarez, with us as well. We're live at the Great Dane in Fitchburg here on your Monday night as we continue to react, well, not so much, to the 66-7 win for the Badgers over the weekend over New Mexico State, but we're turning our attention now to Ohio State on Saturday. The big one that's been circled on everybody's calendar all year long, whether or not we want to admit it, it's the big one. Uh, Barry, I want to get your thoughts on this. Jim Leonard, uh, after practice today, said to his guys, quote, we're not going to treat this like another game. It's not. This is a big game. Once you accept that fact, everything will calm down for you, end quote. And I was curious approach some of these games, right? Maybe when you're a big underdog or, or maybe you don't talk about it, right? I, I thought it was interesting Jim approached it. That way, I, I had never really heard something like that. So I was curious on, on your reaction to Jim Leonard's comments earlier today. Yeah, you know what? I, I, Jimmy's been around when we, when we've been big underdogs and gone into places and won. I remember uh, going in there being 28-point dogs and, and beating them. Um, you know, you just have to settle your guys down. It's not about what anybody else thinks. It's you just have to go play and take a look at what they've got. You'll have a good game. I try to build confidence. Anytime I went in someplace, anytime I played a game, I wanted my players to know I had an advantage. And so what I would do, I'd, I'd convince my guys that I'd say, we haven't prepared for Ohio State uh, just this week. We've been working on them year, the entire year. Every, every lift that we have, there's a way that we build our program to beat Ohio State. Because if you have to win the league, you have to beat Ohio State. And so that's the way we went into it. And we went in big underdogs before, got hosed by the officials one year. These guys were seniors. And uh, there, there's an official to this day when he runs into me, he still comes up and apologizes. And we end up losing three. Uh, we should have won the ball game. We outplayed them. They face mass Ronnie on the – one yard line, they didn't, no flag, not, you know, it's just one of those deals. And, and, you know, and human nature comes into play in officials. And, if, if, and I used to tell officials this when, when I was an underdog don't go into this game with a preconceived notion that we're going to get our butts beat. You just call the game. And they went in there knowing we were 28 point underdogs. 
and they gave Ohio State every every call that they could give them, and they made up some. And it was obvious afterwards. The Big Ten head of officials confirmed it, uh, and we still almost won. And so um, you just go in and play. You, you, you know, execute. We'll have a good plan for you. And uh, don't worry about what they've done before. It's about who shows up and who plays and who plays the best. There's a different strategy, you know, every week with the opponent. But we knew, like Coach is talking about, in the off season. I mean, we knew after the season uh, what we were preparing for and who we circled. I mean, it's one thing to keep the axe here for decades, right? But w- where do we want to go? You need to beat the Ohio States, the Penn States, the Michigans. I mean, we, uh, the co- the Coach instilled that from day one when he came here. Uh, because it's not about, you know, just – you know, going to a bowl game, I mean, it's about winning this conference. And and that was a mentality we had. And, and going into hostile environments like we did our senior year, against the defense, quite honestly, I don't know how many, you know, NFL players, they, Sean Springs and Mike Brable, and you, oh, yeah. you go, go on and on and on and on. Um, and, 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 and we fought. And, we, you know, there was some, <laughs> there was some officiating that was very interesting in that game. Um, I still, to this day, blame Coach Childress on a play call. Where no, that was my call. That's my call. Oh, oh, what? That's, oh, 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 this is news. You know what? There are probably three games in my career. I, I think I think back every game we lost. I how we could have won. There are three games in my career. If I had called it a quarterback sneak, we win, <laughs> and that's one of them. What that's are the other two? Cincinnati, crazy Cincinnati, losing to those knuckleheads. Yeah, uh, there is no way. Or ninety nine. And uh, yeah, no one. Yeah, all you had to do is run a quarterback oh, sneak, and we win. That's right. And uh, I can't remember the third one. Ohio State's the other one. Yeah, those know, two for sure. Coach, it's one of those things where, and Mike Samuel was our quarterback at the time. And Great he quarterback, loyal as the day is long. Gristle. In this, one of the, <laughs> 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 he's tough as nails now. Tough as nails. You know, we, I mean, prior to, we we had a rough. You know, uh, season uh, just the way it laid out. I mean, Penn State prior to that, uh, you know, we could have yeah. won that game. You know, they, these are top five in the country teams that we're playing, and you just you, you grind through it. Coach knew what what we had, which was really a quarterback that's tough, that had guys that believed in him, and we had a bunch of big palookas, as he would say up front. And all of a sudden, we have this freshman phenom. We're going to run the rock. And, we, and we're going to punish people until they just give, and we're going to play good, sound defense. Uh, you know, there was, you know, we could we could have been we could ended up a lot better that year. But I will tell you this: to go into the horseshoe, knowing and being that big of an underdog, already having the confidence to go in there, you know, the leadership was intact because we were all ready to beat there. Behind the, the theme, what Coach alluded to earlier is that not one speech is going to make or break the game. It's it's all about preparation. Starting on Sunday, where you know Coach would would choose an assistant coach to kind of tee up the the game, and then he would add his two cents to to make sure we're on course. And then Thursday, Coach t- Thursday was a a big night my for us. Day. A big That's night. my favorite night. So Thursday, what I what I did when I started coaching, Thursdays. Your last, that's a, a shorts day, um, about an hour practice, uh, special teams, and just re, re, review the game plans. 
And then we'd go in and I'd take, I'd meet with, uh, I'd have uh, beer for my coaches and chicken wings in the locker room. That's The week is basically over. And I would go up and I'd meet with the first two teams, just the first two teams, not, not the whole team, just those guys. And I'd sit up there and I'd make it very casual and I'd, and, and I'd just visit with them. And I'd let them sometimes, they'd tell stories or somebody would have a joke or Al Johnson one time brought in a, a, a video of his snake, pet snake eating a, eating a rat, you know, and wanted to show, share that with everyone. That was really encouraging and motivating. Uh, but, uh, and I'd, I'd sit on the table and, and just talk to them. I talked to them about uh, what the environment was going to be like at Ohio State, what I thought their team was going to be like, uh, the atmosphere, uh, how we'd have to win the game. This is how we have to win the game. This is what they're going to try to do. This is what I think we have to do. And I wanted everybody, because Thursday night, and, and that's why I started curfew on Thursday, because Thursday used to be a crazy night here. Still is. True that. And so you have to have your players, I'd set a curfew on Thursday night. Friday they're with me. I'm not worrying about them Friday. They're with me Friday. But Thursday night. And I wanted to implant in their heads Thursday night what the game plan was. I wanted them to go home. I wanted them to think about it and uh, and go from there. So, you know, I laid out a plan every Thursday and how we were going to go about it. I told them what the atmosphere was going to be like at the shoe and how we were going to be. We, we knew every little detail. I mean, we knew all about the hotel. We knew, you know, what, what you're going to encounter going into the stadium, the locker rooms. You know what the fans are going to be like, uh, what the uh, what the people are, but also before that, you know everybody likes a little locker room stuff. You know, uh, as far as media, from from wh- whoever your opponent, whatever time you're playing. You know, coach could flip it like no other. I mean, it might have been nothing, but all of a sudden they said the worst thing ever, and it's on the board, and it, it takes us into that practice week. You know, we, I, I don't care what it was. And it might have been made up. We didn't care. We all bought in. Yeah, but he also <laughs> distinguished between what, what goes on in that meeting room versus what's said in the media. So we, we were all in lockstep on what we were telling the media versus what was said in, really? that, in that locker room. Oh, and yeah. you got you got to be able to distinguish between Amen. them. So two things. Uh, number one, you're a firm believer in, in bulletin board material? Absolutely. 100%. And number two, is it you, you say you were all in lockstep. So you kind of all had the same idea of, of the message that you wanted your well, players to, to give he off. Would, he would, he yeah. would start. I would tell him on Sunday, this is, exactly. this is the theme for the week. This is why we're going to win. It uh, started on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday meeting. Yeah. Um, that was a scouting report. And then, then we go from there. Um, I, always, I told him from day one they knew. Uh, th- this is how we're going to deal with the media, and and then we went from there. Yeah, coach. The, I'm mean, sorry to be such a hassle, Barry. My no, that's, no, it's not a hassle. <laughs> but here's I mean, not a hassle. I mean, we, we knew how amicable you know Lou Tepper and coach's relationship was, and yeah. you know we knew everything. And here's what they're going to say. <laughs> here's here, here's what we're going to do. This is what we're going to say, and this is how it's going to go down. And brutally honest. That's yeah. amazing. Barry, what's the, what's your favorite piece of bulletin board material? I know that's a big ask because Ooh. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you a second. I'll, I'll I'll stall for you, but 
I, I imagine Maybe you guys can help. Well, me I, I'll, I'll help you out. Yeah, go ahead. I'll help you out. Middleton native. Hell hath no fury like an unrecruited player. Defensive lineman Matt Rice for the Northwestern Wildcats. Wow. And to this day, and I can't speak for Tarek, but my toughest loss, uh, pros, high school, and I've had some tough ones, college. Um, that that was our senior year where we lost at home and never should have lost that game. Ronnie uh, fumbled, yeah. right guard, didn't do what I told him to do. And, uh, you know, that it, that was tough. That one, that was That's brutal. up there. Yeah, that, that was brutal. And, and to do it with a team coming in to think that they're going to be the next Wisconsin. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, respect to them, you know, to, to, to do what they did and compete like they did. But that's a rival back in our era that I don't know if people really understand. Because, it, it, first of all, you got Chicago, you got Wisconsin, there's recruiting battles. Um, Not you know, many. Yeah, that's true, Not Coach. Many. That's true. <laughs> um, you know, and I, and, I, and I absolutely pummeled Fitz that game and, and Rice. Uh, that left guard, we, uh, my, my left guard, we, 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 I mean, we didn't do anything illegal, but we, ju- we just dominated him. I'll tell you what I did in that game. I put Gibby at fullback because Fitz, the coach now, Fitz was an All-American linebacker, and I, I was going to run in isolation. So you double down, double down. And you put the fullback, a 400-pounder, <laughs> run at this great Not linebacker. a small man. He was not. Fitz no. still gets after me about that. Does he? He does. He said, you're the goddamn guy <laughs> who sent a 400-pounder. I said, Fitz, I thought you'd have enough courage to take him on. Instead, you dove in his knees. You know? Oh, yeah. There was one player. There's a lot of a lot of. Uh, Fitz took a double team. I think it was from me and Vandy, and we just, you know, toppled him over in the end zone. He's like, I mean, he's, you know, six fifty on him, and he's just like, you guys, I can't handle this. <laughs> he's literally like, he's a good guy. He's a hell of a coach. Hell of a guy. Great, the, great coach. We we dislike them. Be nice. Uh, say that politely, but I'd the rather end, play Ohio State than Northwestern. Really, yeah. Ben? I would. All day well, long. Because they're sleepy. Northwestern's sleepy. It's a sleepy little Especially place. Especially there. And they, yeah, and they circle us. You know, like, like you know, we, we like Coach told us, circle Ohio State, Penn State, you know. Uh, they circle us every year. And, and, and Pat's a big part of that. You know, you know, so. what's, you know what's tough for me is that uh, Paul Janis, the, the right yep. tackle, lives yep. in Wanakee now. Yep. <laughs> so I see him every day. You know, our daughters play volleyball together. Hope he's listening. I harass, I harass the Wildcats every time I see him, especially now because they're terrible, piss poor. But anyways, there there are a lot of good guys that came out of there just at the time we were fighting. Even Coach Barnett, I you know I I like we, Gary Barnett. Yeah, he he's a great coach. I, I saw him afterwards, and we absolutely he was cool as hell. But back then we just didn't like him. But you know that's the way it goes. No. Phenomenal, Barry. Before we get the break, I, I want to go back to something you just said. You'd rather play Ohio State over Northwestern every day of the week. What what makes that Northwestern? I don't want to call it a rivalry, but that that battle so intriguing and and so tough for a Wisconsin. Especially coach. there, oh, and they'll be there this year. Yeah, you know what? That's a hard place to play. It's like going to a bad high school. You know, the locker room <laughs> like is West Lafayette. It's it's worse than your high school locker room, and um, then you take the field. There's no one there. There's no one in the stands on their side, and we have we have our group of fans there. But it's it's a it's it's not the atmosphere that we're accustomed to. It's always cloudy and drizzly. It's a funky atmosphere, and it's just a bad feeling. I I just I've never 
true. ever gone in it's there true. feeling good about playing. I hate playing there. It's true. To this day. Interesting. Well, the Badgers will play there here in about a month, uh, but we have our eyes on the shoe as Wisconsin heads to Ohio State this Saturday. We'll dive in more into that matchup coming up next. But first, let me get your attention. A killer wing and beer special. Need I say more? Every day from 3 or excuse me, from three p.m. to close every Wednesday, rather, head to the Great Dane for wing night available at each of their locations, Fitchburg, Hilldale, downtown, or on the east side. Fifteen traditional wings with your choice of up to three sauces, two pints of any beer, or seltzers, and as many napkins as your heart or sauced hands desire. That's at the Great Dane, Fitchburg, Hilldale, downtown, or on the east side. We'll talk Ohio State next. It's the Great Dane Huddle, driven by Metro Kia. The Great Dane Huddle, driven by Metro Kia, rolling on live from the Great Dane in Pittsburgh. Alex Strofe with you alongside Derek Engler, Tarek Sala per usual, and with special guests, former head coach, former AD, current Big Ten, what's the exact role, Barry? Advisor. Special advisor for football, right? Right. Barry Alvarez with us as well. And I know all three of you guys are are big fans of uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Tarek, Derek, I know we talk about it every week. One of our great friends of the show, Ruth's Chris, uh, with the Horseshoe Bar, the Sizzle Swizzle Swirl Happy Hour. You guys love hitting that place up. The Horseshoe Bar is a quintessential bar in in the Madison area. We always have a good time there. Good word choice. Coach Coach and Derek. Coach has been on air with us. There multiple times, and uh, you know we've we've been there, enjoying uh, you know a beverage and food, and and, and it's a there's a lot of fond memories. Uh, uh, absolutely, Cruz. best steak in town. Amen. Best steak in town. Uh, great atmosphere. Celebrating holidays, big family events. Truth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Best steak in town. Those are some ringing endorsements, fellas. Uh, that's that's uh, that's well done. We know steak. <laughs> well said. Well said. As we were all out here on the state huddle, driven by Metro Key, Alex Strove, Barry Alvarez, Tark Solid, Derek Angler. That's why Coach with, came in and said, We're closing down the borders. All these big palookas in this state. We're playing right. an offensive line for the Wisconsin Badgers. All right, Palooka. Period. Palooka. Definition, Barry. What is the definition of Palooka? You ever remember the cartoon character Joe Palooka? <laughs> you don't know. I do. No, I don't. You don't? Okay. Before my time, I Well, I did. <laughs> I grew up, up with that? Joe Palooka. What show is that? The Joe Pal- No, it's not a show. It's a cartoon character. <laughs> like in a newspaper? He's a big muscle guy, big oaf. Big, big oaf. Be like he's a oh, Palooka. Yeah. That's what, so, you know, he's a guy with cauliflower ears and, and uh, just a big tough guy, you know. And uh, I grew up with Joe Palooka. I, I, we used to call guys Palookas. He's a Palooka. I came to a state with a whole state full of Palookas. <laughs> Biggest guy. I mean, biggest people I've ever seen in my life. I got my, you know, I, I invited uh, some young players down. Or, uh, had a camp my first year. I happen to have the Johnsons there, Al and Ben Johnson. They're like eighth graders. One six five, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. The other one six four, two fifty. They're eighth graders, and that's an example. We had a whole slew of those guys like that. I said, "Oh my goodness, this is how we're going to build the program." Right there, from you you throw a dart at a, a random. Rural place in Wisconsin. This is Brussels, Wisconsin. That we're talking about the Johnson yeah. brothers here. I mean, you know, you just you throw a dart and you're going to find a few, for sure. I mean, it's uh, you know, we, the one thing I was disappointed about, Coach, I mean, it, for maybe different reasons, we lost a couple in the state this year. One to Notre Dame, I think the father had a little bit, 
uh, involvement in that, the center. Uh, and, then, and then the other kid, you know, of course, Joe Rudolph was heavily involved in recruiting him and went to uh, Ohio State. You know, do you, have, do you have any concern that we might be losing a little bit of that when we have in-state, top in-state recruits? Going to well, Notre Dame and Ohio, yeah, O-Lyman? That concerns me because uh, since 1990, we haven't lost, you know, I think in my 16 years, we've probably lost a handful of players that we recruited. And one thing, the the emphasis for me when I took the job was we're going to build a wall around the state. Because I saw so I was coaching, had coached at Iowa, um, and they're going to the Rose or two deep were from Wisconsin. I had the top two kids from Wisconsin coming to Notre Dame. Michigan had some. Ohio State, no, no Ohio State wasn't in here then. Uh, but the best players were leaving, so that's the first thing I did. Uh, real strong statement about keeping the best players in the state. I worked very hard to get the high school coaches to support me and the staff to get those players, and we worked hard at it. And so for those 16 years, we lost only five. I couldn't agree with you more. That's the foundation. You know what? It makes me think of where my the state where I came from, Connecticut. Why UConn is so bad? I want them to cancel football, by the way, especially well, after, they after beat, this past they weekend. Yeah. But they don't keep any. There, there's a handful of kids that come out. It's a small state. Keep the kids in the state, but they don't. They always looking for something better, and that's that's the problem. And you know, any other program that doesn't secure, their base is going to have the same problem here. I think it's been the hallmark, right? It's, it's what we built our program on. We built it on that. Coach, our, our neighbor, you know, which we dominated, and, 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 and Coach Bielema did too. I mean, we've been through uh, a lot of years of keeping that Paul Bunyan act. But I will tell you, P.J. Fleck, and, I, and having, you know, went to high school there and having friends, family back there, uh, he's taken a page out of your book. Yeah. He, he definitely has, and he's keeping some of those guys uh, P- and as many as he can in state. Yeah, PJ's worked very hard, and he's done a nice job. He's he, he's uh, really worked hard, and uh, he's won those high school coaches over. He's doing trying to do the same thing. I mean, it's not rocket science. And he saw how many players we had from there, and how many players were leaving. I saw it in basketball, in particular. Uh, the guys were going straight through the NBA. That's how good some of their AAU teams were. But um, so he's trying to keep them at home, and, and and he should. You know, that's how you build a program. You keep your best guys at home. They can play any place in the country. And um, you know, so I I hope last year was an aberration, and 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 we don't keep seeing that that we can keep the best players at here, and that our coaches and Paul recognize that, and there's an emphasis on it. Curious, though, Barry, when it comes to in-state recruitment, how, how do you think name, image, likeness, the new, uh, obviously the new wave that's come out the last year and a half, how does that change recruitment? Is it only for those top four or five-star recruit guys? How, how do you view it, especially in-state? Yeah, you know, first of all, I, I was always for anything we can do for the players. Anything you can do to help the players, the fact that, uh, you know, it used to be, I can remember getting on, we are getting on a bus to go to Purdue, and we're going to drive a bus, put the players for four and a half hours on a bus to Purdue. And I said, I want to get them a good, I want to sit down, I want to have a good lunch. I couldn't feed them lunch before we left because of some NC2A rules. And, you know, just stupid things that the NC2A had us falling for no reason whatsoever. So the fact that, you know, if, if you're smart enough as an NC2A player, not just football or basketball, but 
volleyball, uh, gymnastics, whatever the sport may be. And you, you're witty enough and you're creative enough that you can use social media, have enough followers that it's valuable, you should be able to capitalize on that. If you are popular enough that you could do commercials and, 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 and do other things, people can use your face and your, uh, your likeness uh, to promote, as they do for other professional athletes or movie stars or people like that. You should be able to do that. Athletes should be able to capitalize on it. The issue is, and I was on, you know, I, I talked about this when this was coming through, don't allow it to become involved in recruiting. And people are, have abused that. We're paying players before they come in. The NC2A has, has, has not enforced any of the laws. I mean, it's obvious. Kids going to such and such place because they're giving me X amount of dollars. He says it. No one follows up and punishes those schools. So that, that turns it into the Wild West. And Coach, for us, isn't it a bigger issue, though, the transfer portal where, where it almost could become free agency? In it a way? is free agency. Yeah, and it, totally. And so these, we, we, we could get kids and we could sell them, I think, on, on, on the culture that we have here. But once they get here and you, and you got a you know, first-round pick, Potentially, could just be. I guess my poached. question. I mean, that's not acceptable. And my question is, Coach, where do you think the? What's the long game? What's the end game here? What, what do you think where this ends? Because, you know, I mean, at Wisconsin, we we had obviously you know the philosophy. Um, you know how how first I guess there's two questions, two part question. I mean, at first, if you still acting AD, you know how do you approach this at the University of Wisconsin? And two, where do you think the big picture ends up? Well, the first thing I would do is educate our players on what they can and can't do, and uh, and how to if they do have some endorsements, how they manage, educate them and how they manage their money, and that you do have to pay taxes when you get paid and all those things. Um, I, I think that's important. I think Mac. And our athletic department has done that. And I think they've taken the time to educate our players. I think we have to educate our people, our fans, and any businesses. I would actually go out and recruit businesses to say our players are available and have a system where you can go through if you want to use a player for advertising or whatever it may be or an appearance. I'd make my players accessible. and But... I'd want to educate them on what the priorities are. That's playing first, school first, school first, your education first, and uh, and then taking care of your business. But if you can do these things on the side, and uh, and you're valuable, then take advantage of it. You think about the additional resources that you have to add as a department, right? Because you talked about education first. Never mind. Also, yeah, we know the commitment it takes and the hours it takes you know, during a season, you know, and then all of a sudden we have these outside business activities. Um, you know, that's a lot for 19, 20, 21 year old. And, you know, the additional resources, it's got to be, you know, you're thinking about it. And, and, and ultimately, does it take away from a young man's game? Well, I, I think that's where coaching comes in, you know, and focus comes in and where priorities, how you teach priorities. That's all part about a part of your 
uh, educational process once you get here. You know, the, the raising money from the NIL is your number one priority. It's play, your degree, playing, and then that's that's a bonus. You know, you put those things in order, and, and coaches uh, have to emphasize that. You adapt so and you what, evolve. What, yeah. can the, what can the league or the NCAA do to put guardrails around the, the transfer portal? <laughs> I wouldn't go to the NC2A to do anything. All right. <laughs> transfer portal was set. How long we've been saying that? Well, I know. I know. I know. Transfer, you know what? Say it. I, I, you know what I told the coaches when I when I was the athletic director. First of all, it's open, and I said this in a Big Ten meeting. This is what I told my coaches: Listen, you recruit the kid. I was in both of your homes. I know your parents. I knew you when you were 17 or 18 years old. I knew if you were pampered. I knew if you were a cake eater like you were at the start. <laughs> um, I knew all that. I knew everything about you. I knew if, 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 if you know how you were, how you could be influenced. Um, you, I signed you. I'm responsible for you. Uh, if you can't build a relationship with a player to make him want to play for you and be happy here, and he wants to leave, let him go. Adios. And so it's on the coach. That's, I, that's, that's what I told him. I don't care because we have a great place here. A lot of guys want to come and play here. It's hard to get them out. They don't, you know, some of the ones aren't playing. You, you need those scholarships. You know, you can't get them out of here with a cattle prod. <laughs> Phenomenal stuff. That's the truth. Phenomenal stuff. It's a great day in Huddle Dream. I mean, that's a lot of tarks and my friends and yeah. former teammates. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. It's a great place. I mean, they kept We're their nose clean and they got good grades. We ain't going anywhere. No. <laughs> I love it. We can't play worth a lick. But <laughs> <laughs> Alex Strump, Derek Angler, Tarek, solid. Now, down in Bama, they're gone regardless. They're gone. That's they're right. Gone. I love it. We will wrap it up next as we continue to look ahead to the horseshoe. That was awesome. It's a great day in Huddle, driven by Metro Kia. Great Dane Huddle driven by Metro Kia. We're live at the Great Dane in Pittsburgh. What a great atmosphere. We're chowing down, at least those guys are. Barry Alvarez, Tark Solid, Derek Engler with me. Chowing down on wings and burgers and fries and wraps. What a time we're having. Uh, driven by Metro Kia, as I mentioned, football season is back. And to celebrate, Metro Kia of Madison is giving you a 4K smart TV with the purchase of a new vehicle. Get a 2023 Kia Soul with 3.49% APR financing for 48 months. 2235 per 1000 borrowed to qualified credit. And search current inventory every day of the year. On their website, MetroKiaOfMadison.com. That's MetroKiaOfMadison.com for Metro Kia of Madison. Well, we lead up. Just a couple days away from entering the shoe as the Wisconsin Badgers now at 2-1 and one on the year getting ready to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes on the road. And, and Derek uh, and Tarek, I know you were both shaking your head earlier when I said, hey, I want to reminisce on your memories playing in the shoe. 
Uh, Derek, I'll start with you. What's what's your memory? I think just one time you played in the shoe, correct? Yeah, uh, it's our senior year. I mean, we played at them. Uh, well, no, wait, we played out there. We lost, right? Uh, Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Well, um, it was ninety-four. But I had just had shoulder surgery after the Michigan game, so I wasn't at that game. Um, that's why I couldn't remember. Tarek was telling me off air, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably why. Um, but. You know, 94, 93, of course, and 92. I mean, 92, I will tell you, um, which was really, and Coach could probably expand on this, but, um, you know, being an incoming freshman and playing, I don't know, number five team, seven team in the country, something like that, uh, you know, they had they had some unbelievable players, Robert Smith and Steve Tovar and, you know, go on and on and on. And no, I, that might have been the 28-point dog that you're talking about, Coach. I don't no. remember what we were, probably no. even more. No, the 28-point dog is when we went up there when you guys were seniors. Oh, okay, okay. And we outplayed them. We they did. had players come to our bus after the game. Um, what's his name? The, 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 had, the corner. Oh, uh, Sean Springs? Sean Springs came because we'd recruited Sean. Came in said came into the bus and grabbed me and he said, Coach, you kicked our butts today. We were, we were very and you, fortunate. And you, you have talked to Mike Vrabel, now Coach Vrabel yeah. of the Tennessee Titans playing tonight. You, you've talked yeah. to him, too, and coached all-star games. Yeah, he, we coached him in, in all-star. We were in, I took these guys to an all-star game. Vrabel played in that game. Dog cussed me because I put Gibby, 400-pounder, a tight end block, <laughs> block down on him. Oh, I got a story. That'll never that. not be funny. No, the way. ump. He, no, Vrabel <laughs> literally wanted to stop the play and was asking the ump if it was legal. Is there a weight limit? There's got to be a weight limit for tight ends. I mean, he, but he, he was he was saying it in a serious fashion until I heard Fickle, who's nose guard over me, start cutting, chuckling. And I'm thinking to myself, man, we must be kicking these guys' butts. This is great. I love it. They had one Orlando Pace at yeah. left tackle. And he, yeah, he was one, pretty good they, back in his yeah. day, wasn't he? Him yeah. and Joe Thomas, arguably the two best. Yeah. yeah, tackles in the history of the game, and uh, I did have two sacks, but they weren't against Orlando. I mean, <laughs> he was a beast. Important qualifier. Uh, Tar Derek, I'm curious. We'll, we'll get to coach's final, uh, you know, but I, I'm curious. What's the message to the group this week? Right? I, I read. Uh, I read Jim Leonard's earlier as they're big dogs. They, they obviously. Maybe not in the locker room, but a lot of fans and a lot of people within the program know this is the big one on the schedule every or this year, September 24th, taking on Ohio State. What's the message you give to some of those guys going in there? Well, I, I, if I'm addressing the offensive line room, I just I, I want to ask him, you know, how tough and how good do you think you are? Because this is it. You're going to find out. So look in the mirror every day because we're going into a hostile environment. And we're going to really see I, the mental toughness, especially with that unit. Is and I'm sure, you know, of course, Coach Bostad, Coach Rudolph before him, they they do that. But you know, this is a real, real test. This is a real test for that front. Listen, we got to be miserable and we got to be tough. That, and and it's point. us against the world this week. And you, you know, Coach Chris got a position as if no one's given us a chance, but we believe in ourselves. In this room, we did that in Michigan in '95. Their ass at the big house, I think it was coach or '94. I don't remember '94, '95. Big underdogs. Monty Toomer, still a former teammate with the Giants, talks about that game. Uh, and you know, our, our former teammate and and uh, good friend Joe Rudolph, he, he kind of took over that game if you remember correctly, as far as the leadership role. And we were not going to be denied. Uh, and we we came out of that that game with a, a victory that yep. I, I will never forget on the road. Yeah. Well, as a coach, 
you have to make your team believe that you can go in and win. And not it hasn't it can't be false bravado. You have to have a great week of practice and the coaches have to do an excellent job of, of, of a game plan to give them a chance to win. And then the players have to understand, this is how we're going to win. We're going to keep the ball away from them. We're going to do this. How are we going to do it? You have to have a plan. The kids, Everyone has to buy into it and then be very confident that you can go out and execute it. Well said. Tark, bring us home. No, man, it's us against the world. we got to go out and hit, hit them in the mouth, be real physical. I mean, these guys, you know, they're feeling really good. They beat Toledo. They're, they're really talented. They're really pretty. But you can knock them in the mouth and be physical. And What's the thing is, is and pray. If I, if I, <laughs> that's the thing is, if our quarterback continues to do what he does, protect the ball and wood, uh, but we get, we get really physical and nasty on both sides of the ball in the trenches, uh, that's what Ohio State, that's when they've met their match. And I feel like if we can do that and error-free penalties cannot be involved, turn around. I mean, you just can't do that on the road against team. You got to like put this. three guys on uh, Harrison Jr. Yeah, he's, Marvin he's really Harrison's good. kid. Put three guys on him. The the guys run there, free. That music in our ears tells us we are out of time. Olave gone. Here comes. Yeah, oh, here comes Marvin God. Harrison Jr. So much talent there. Derek <laughs> Angler, Tark, Sal, Alex Strove, Coach Alvarez. Thanks so much for the time. Absolutely. Really thanks, appreciate Trophy. it. That'll do it for the Great Dane Huddle, driven by Metro Kia, live from Pittsburgh. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. We'll talk to you next week.